Good morning, good morning. Welcome to my podcast era or welcome to Illuminality. If you're new, I'm Ellie, your host, and I'm so excited to be back. It's Tuesday, 15th of November of 2022, 9 a.m. in the morning, and I had to do this for whoever listens to this, wherever you are. I'm so happy to have you here. So I was thinking about this this morning very randomly about the concept of comfort when you're outside of your comfort zone. But then also this idea of how we generally lean towards a narrative that's more comfortable. And the moment we find that comfort, we just want to stay there. And I was thinking, what if there were things that we're finding comfort in that are natural, that are tangible, that are keeping us from finding comfort in the things that we actually should find comfort in. So I'm going to dive deep into this and explain more about it and what I'm thinking and how we can make this something practical in our lives, but also how it's linked to the concept of liminality, because this is the podcast you're listening to. Okay, so let's get started. So basically, as far as I can analyze I see two different ways of finding comfort. Comfort in things that you can already see, things that you can get for yourself or that someone else can give you that are more uh, material. For example, if I have comfort or if I find comfort eating food or if I find comfort in, I don't know, maybe I have a sofa that I really like or things that I can already get for myself that I can see and that are already a given or something that I could consider that is within my reach. Then on the other hand, there's things that you can find comfort in that are more unseen, intangible, like hope or peace or calmness. And of course, you can get these attributes from things that are material too but I think we can divide things in like the material side of things and then the more like underlying unseen spiritual intangibles that we all resonate with that we all know that we've experienced like happiness or um, that comfort that comes out of a hope in something that we have not seen yet but we truly believe in like that convincement so from that standpoint um, I was thinking, okay, what makes us lean more in, in towards one kind of comfort versus the other? But then also, how can we make the most out of finding comfort in things unseen versus things seen? And then maybe the question would be, what happens if we find comfort in things unseen? What creates the difference between people that are finding comfort in the scene and then are seen as comfortable people and then people that are finding comfort in the unseen? Because what usually draws us away from wanting to be in the uncomfortable situation, the uncomfortable space of liminality, that uncomfortable space of transition and believing in something that is not yet there and being in that in-between, in that frustration, in that expectation. What keeps us awake at night in that space is thinking that there's no comfort. The problem is not comfort. The problem is where you're finding your comfort and that's what we're gonna talk about today as we step into the future as we transition in liminality moving forward and creating the future 
So let's clarify some things. The concept of comfort has been talked about a lot, is generally seen with negative connotations, especially when you consider it a synonym of lack of perseverance, of lack of discipline, of just doing things the way that's easier for you. But I think there's something to say about this, because what if for someone being disciplined, being perseverant, enduring, doing all of those things, taking risks, being courageous, stepping out of the norm. What if for someone that kind of living is their comfort? What if that is exactly what gives them that energy and that medicine to be able to continue and push through? What if all of those things are just the fuel to continue building the future, to continue tapping into the unseen? Because I think there's a connection between when you take steps into the unseen, when you take your energy from those things, when I am driven by that hope that I have in the future and something that I don't see. When I'm driven by that action of materializing reality. When I'm driven by that, then I continuously feed into that. It's like that symbiotic relationship between placing my hope in the future and something that I cannot see, but then also getting my energy from the process of uh, believing in that. And maybe when we're just uh, taking comfort in what we already see, then there's no more, there's never anything else. So we're always trying to find more things to take our, get our comfort from. And it becomes a stagnant reality because we're not creating anything new because it's all from what it's seen. So when we're not creating anything new, we're not really moving forwards into the future. We're not moving in liminality. We're not in that stage of transition. We're never transitioning because we're just in what was. And uh, if you listen to my first podcast, I talked about a diagram that I saw online that I thought was really good. And it's basically this Venn diagram that has one circle on the left that says um, what was then one circle in the middle, that's the liminal state. And then one circle on the right, that's what's not yet. And it's that thing that of how when we put our focus on things unseen, of what is yet to be, or of what can be created, of the a faith in something that might seem impossible, but we're continuously pushing towards it, then then we actually transition from stage to stage. We don't stay in the past. And I think so many people just see comfort as something that is connected to staying in the same place. But I think we need to flip the narrative because I think we should not neglect our human necessities. I think our heart needs comfort. Our soul needs comfort. I want comfort. I want a hug sometimes, you know? I think comfort is something that naturally makes us feel safe and that will make us want to keep tapping into that reality. But I think what we need is this. We need to live a life that is so filled with taking risks, so filled with courage, so filled with perseverance that we so long for that comfort. And that comfort, we don't get it from staying in the same place. We get it from the belief that we have, from the hope that we have. When we use those intangibles, those human intrinsics and those internal 
Uh, you can call them emotions, feelings. I would call them assets, <laughs> really. They're human assets, that are intangible assets that fuel our internal drive to create, that build us up and that expand our capacity. Internal assets that we can continue to tap into and that they're eternally being recreated. And when we actually think of those internal assets as something that can give us comfort, as something that can protect us, then we end up taking even more risks. So my question would be, what things are you using as an excuse to not step into the future because you'd rather stay in that safety, in that comfort zone? What things you might need to let go of so that you can actually take hold of the intangible set before you? What things, what hope, where are you setting your hope? So this is another part of the podcast that we're going to go to uh, right now. And it's the idea of what things are you valuing? Where are you putting your worth? And where are you, what are you prioritizing in your life? Which naturally is also where you're finding your safety. Because the world you create in your life determines and reflects what you value hence and where you find your safety and how you create a safe environment for yourself so if i prioritize relationships that's because i value relationships and that gives me a sense of safety because all human beings have an internal drive to find that safety but we're also driven to create the future. We're driven to make new things, to step, to step out. So that's why when we go to battle, we create things to protect us. But that doesn't mean that we don't go to battle. And I think a lot of people have settled in the backgrounds of the battle and they're covered in their armor, but they're not going to fight. And this is something that I wanted to talk about because... I'm always the person that has said that being comfortable is something that you should not do, that you should never stay there, that you should always move out into risky situations, that you should give up everything and go and risk and get hurt and it's worth it. But I think there's it's a bit of a skewed narrative because there's more to the picture. Because why would someone just go out there to a battlefield without armor on? Why would you just give everything up and be like, yeah, I'm gonna stand here in the middle of the road and let every car come at me? No, that's not, that's not wise. You don't do that. Why would someone, a human, internally be driven to something without any purpose? And that's what I want to talk about. How, when we actually capitalize purpose, when we capitalize hope and love and uh, intention, goodness, anything that can be created in the future for the good of others that is also intangible, that can be mm, mm, replicated and um, abundant and overflowing that was the word that i was looking for that can overflow into everybody's life everyone around you when we actually capitalize that and take hold of that you're unstoppable you become protected by the power of the unseen 
And as you keep on moving forward, you'll start materializing the unseen into things that are seen. And that hope becomes um, a school in Africa. And that hope that you hold on to becomes that platform for other people to be set free of um, mental health um, issues. And that um, uh, love becomes this nurturing that other people need it. And you make it become something seen. But so many times when we don't see the future, when we don't see that the unseen is actually something that you have the power to take hold of, then we hold up and we stay back. And we think, well, I don't really have the power to do that. I don't really have any control. Why would I do that? Why would I step out in the battlefield when I'm gonna lose? But I'm here to tell you, something that someone has probably told you that you have the power to change things because you've already won this was already given to you you can go to the battlefield in confidence in with the full conviction that you're gonna win because you have already won because you were already given the ability to do that so why are you not stepping out And that's what I ask myself sometimes. What things am I holding back in? What things am I not doing? Because I think that I have not been given the ability to do. And sometimes it comes down to the reality of focusing in the morning. Why am I not focusing? Why am I giving into this urge to be all over the place? When I need to just stop for a second and remind myself, hey, You have the ability to do whatever you set your mind to do. Your body can do anything. And that's why I love the idea of working out because it's a constant connection, mind to muscle, a constant reminder that even if you cannot see it, you can do it. Even if you don't feel like it, you can. Now, are you going to step into the future and actually do that? Because the moment you keep on stepping forward, the hope that you have becomes even bigger because you're starting to see that this actually works, that this actually becomes tangible in your life. So why don't we just step forward even more and make our hope even more solid? and expand the future and the possibilities of our lives and then the lives of others because our life is interconnected and the moment we're living in an actual stage of liminality and the moment we're actually crossing boundaries and going from one place to the other and growing and becoming that changes everything because other people see it and not only that it completely affects their reality and the narrative of the whole world because one thing that happens in a village will impact the whole wide world and that's what i love about international relations and if you think about history and wars and politics and everything that's going on in the world everything starts with something small that happens in a small town that ends up affecting the whole world and everything mobilizes so what thing are you gonna do That's gonna affect the whole world. That's gonna change the narrative of everything. One person kills someone in, in Serbia and Austria-Hungary before the First World War, and then the war and the war explodes. 
then everything comes to be. And of course, there's so many things, so many factors that are part of this. If you're a history buff, you can come at me. We can fight over this. <laughs> there's a lot of things that come into the play and um, the becoming of big world narratives. It's not just one thing, but one thing creates a whole ripple effect. One thing uh, pushes down the dominoes. You want to be that domino uh, creator. You want to push all of those dominoes and make them fall. Because just one domino coming down makes all of them come down. So my question to you would be, what choice you have to make in your life that you know that you have to make that will change your own life and your whole narrative and the life of the people around you and the whole world what things do you know that you have to do that you're not doing and i think this brings up the question or even just the, the idea of what things am I not doing? What things am I not being courageous enough to do? Because so many times we already know we have to do certain things. I know that I have to reach out to my friends, but am I doing it? How much? How often? What kind of person do I want to be? And how do I want to be defined? What do I want to be written in my biography? And then you could say, well, I don't really care. Maybe my life doesn't really even matter. And I'm here to tell you that it does. Every single thing that you do, even if you don't want to think about it as my life is going to create world change, but every single thing that you do affects the whole world. Let me remind you this, that even if you're like this small atom in the middle of the universe, you still create the movement that's happening in the world. The moment you make a choice, the moment you buy something, the moment you step out, the moment you wake up in the morning and start breathing, you are part of this whole system. And you can either decide to stay in with the stage that you are and stay comfortable there and not move and think that no one cares about you and that your life doesn't matter. Or you can choose to actually transition and get out of the place that you're in, get out of that rut and believe that when you step to the other side, you will find everything that you need to get there, that you will actually move, that every choice that you make and that every action that you take can change the world, can change your narrative and can change you. And in the process that you're moving, in the process of being in that liminality, then you you will become who you're supposed to be. And if you think that you're lost and that you don't even know yourself, just try moving forward. Just try taking action because in the action, you will solidify your identity because your identity is made up of every single thing that you do. But what things are you holding up on doing because you think that you're not able to do them? What things are you not discovering about yourself that are there waiting for you to unleash them? And that drives me crazy so many times, even about myself. I tell myself, oh no, I can't do that. No, that, no, no, why? You know, I wouldn't be able to. Not that, no, I can't, no, I can't. Why are you saying that? Why are you repeating that to yourself? When it only takes holding on to something in the future and pulling yourself up through that. It only takes one choice, one choice. And the moment you take that choice, the moment you knock that door, it will open. The moment you take that step, there will be someone in that other 
side of the way waiting for you. There's always something in the future waiting for you and you will not see it until you step forward, until you take action, until you embrace the frustration, the expectation, the whole stage of liminality, until you do not realize that that process that I don't know how long it takes, but I think it's a lifetime, that until you don't see that, that whole tunnel, it's the environment and context for you to become exactly who you were supposed to become, that there is where you will find the life that you're trying to create in this space of comfort and passivity. And it's funny right now for me to talk about this because I read this quote this morning from a newsletter that I love called Common Discourse. You can subscribe. This is not sponsored, but again, I love giving all of these plugs of things that I love. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, I always do that. If you hang out with me, you will see it. I am obsessed with the things I'm obsessed with and I will sponsor them without being sponsored. Because why not share with the world things that are beautiful and that you love and let other people live in that beauty and enjoy the same things that you enjoy. So I'm going to read the quote. It really impacted me. And it was something that I had already been thinking about and what I've been discussing right now. Why do we stay in this comfort? And what does that say of how we're seeing reality? So I'm going to read it. And it's a quote that says to refuse to participate in the shaping of our future is to give up do not be misled into passivity either by false security or by despair and i think it's so interesting that the way we perceive our reality completely shapes the way we act or we make decisions and in this case it talks about how we so many times refuse to participate in shaping our future Because maybe we don't even know that we have the choice to participate. Maybe we're just stuck in that place and in that comfort zone and we don't realize, we don't connect the dots that we can actually have enacting power over that. That we can actually make a change. That the future is waiting to be created and we're the ones that are supposed to do that. That sometimes we do forget that we have executing power over our lives. So that's something I wanted to talk about too. And highlighting the fact that when it says, do not be misled into passivity, either by false security or by despair. And I think that those are two things that I've been talking about right now. And it's first off the false security. So what I was talking about before of like finding comfort in tangible things, like more material things, but I think the tangible seen things are not only material things, but are basically things that you already have that you can see. It's whatever you can see. So if I see the world around me and I don't see any hope and I think there's nothing to be changed, there's nothing to be done, um, everything is chaos and there's it's just not going to happen and um, I'm trying to find some kind of comfort in chaos, I might either hold on to false security or hold on to despair. And what? how do we see this really? So false security comes out of this idea 
of creating a security for myself that is found in things that don't really satisfy me, that are not really the thing that I'm looking for, and that become a placeholder for the thing that I actually want, for the thing that actually satisfies me. An example to illustrate that would be when someone stays in a job that they don't really enjoy, that maybe is draining their energy, and they're not stepping out of that job because they're afraid that they won't find a job on the other side that will actually fulfill them, or that maybe their enterprise idea or their freelance work that they really want to do won't succeed, that's sticking to false security. That's holding on to a sense of false security because you're in a job that is not giving you any kind of safety, that is not feeding your future, that is basically killing your life and taking away everything that you have internally, but it's secure. It's secure because you have it already, because you can see it. But is that really secure? Is that really comfortable? Is that really what you want? And then another example of that would be when someone has been dating a long time, they're getting older and they can't find anyone that would be someone that fits in their ideal person, someone they would want to share their lives with. So then this, they start dating some people that become placeholders because they don't want to be alone. And they just date and date people that they would never marry, people that don't really align with their own identity. And that's just because they're trying to find a kind of comfort and security in what they can see and what is already within their reach without them reaching anywhere. And I think that shows a lot of when we're misaligning our identity and our intention and our action. I think there's an interconnection between identity, action and intention. And sometimes we forget who we are so our intention becomes distorted by the lens of society or anything that has been imposed on us or even our fears and our lack of hope. And then our action becomes a reflection of that misplaced intention. So how can we retrace this? Maybe you're dating someone because you think no, no one better will come through. But maybe that's just because you don't believe that no one can love you. Maybe that's because you think that there's no one for you out there. Maybe it's just self-loathing. Maybe you're with someone that you don't even respect because you don't respect yourself. And I think everything becomes always this mirror effect of how we see ourselves internally, how in touch we are with our internal narrative and who we are, and then that will reflect into our actions and our world and how we live our lives. So first off, the question would be, how in touch are you with your internal self? And then from there, how much action are you taking towards who you really believe you are? And maybe you need to do some internal inventory and see, how am I seeing myself? Am I believing that I'm not capable of this and that's why I'm holding on to this false security because it numbs me internally or it makes me feel safe or it makes me feel like I'm actually accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish without having to move forward into the future, without having to be in the uh, dark space of liminality. 
Because let me tell you this, if you're actually in liminality, if you're actually moving forwards, it's dark, it's confusing. At times, it makes you want to give up, but you keep pushing because you know that through all of that, through all of that hard, tough journey, you are going to become who you're supposed to become and you will get to the other side. And in every single step that you take, you will see things materialize in front of you. You will see change happen. You will see the future emerging in front of you because you're actually moving towards it. Okay, so that would be the first uh, thought in false security and how so many times we're actually finding comfort in things that are not real, things that we're making up for ourselves. We are living in denial and creating a mirage out of our lives because we don't see ourselves the way we truly are because we have this distorted perception of our identity. So everything that we see, everything that we create becomes a mirage of life because we're not really living life, because we're not in touch with who we are. So what choices are you making? What things are you doing that are feeding into that lack of self-worth or maybe that self-loathing or maybe just that lack of touch with your own self or things that are feeding into that false sense of security? Ask yourself those questions and maybe analyze your life and see what things have I given into because I do not believe that something unseen, intangible, greater can exist in the future that maybe I need to keep on pressing towards, maybe I need to step out into. And let's go now into the other sense of things that's despair. So when we don't believe that there's this unseen hope in the future when we don't believe that exists then we end up in this space either in the false security which is numbing or in despair which seems like you're looking at reality as it is but the problem with despair is that it comes out of a place of just seeing the space that you're in so by that i mean just seeing the what it was or what it is right now which can basically be just seeing the status quo because the word status quo or that phrase just means how things are. So despair can come out of the place of just holding on to the things that just are. When you are aware internally that other things should exist, that there should be an odd yet, but you're just focusing on what is right now. And when you start holding on to that, you become suffocated because you're holding on to something that is stagnant. There's no growth, there's no life, it's just there. It was created, it was great when it was created, but now you need to move forwards. So how is this different from false security? Well, when despair seems to be this more realistic a sense of reality, you're looking at things how they are. You can tell someone, look, when you're in despair and say there's no hope here don't you see this the land is barren there's no trees everything is destroyed and from that point of view it might seem better than the false security because people with false security are finding comfort in that 
a stage of not moving forward and that stage of uh, holding on to what is in the moment. But at the end of the day, both of them are staying in the same place. It's just different ways of seeing it. And both of them are not good because they don't really lead you forward. And just a small comment, parentheses, saying that it's not good. I'm not trying to make it more realistic, but just trying to show how one of them doesn't lead you anywhere and it basically sucks out your life both of them really like despair and false security but when you actually step out of that and you believe that there's something in the future then you're making choices that are creating the life that you want and i would consider that something good okay so continuing with this so when you have that despair because you're just focusing on what exists on that status quo and you're conforming to that but your body your your heart, your soul, your mind knows that you're made for things that are not yet. So when you deny yourself that, you're actually living in denial too. So there's two types of denial, the denial of false security and the denial of uh, despair. Despair denies that there's hope. False security denies that there's hope too. But false security finds a false hope in the in the in what exists which is false hope because hope only exists in the future so what would we say about this what do we do now i think there's something that is shown here about the idea of how there's two types of comfort what we had talked about before the comfort found in the not yet the comfort found in in things that are unseen the comfort found in the movement, in the action, and the comfort found to numb your reality. The comfort found in passivity and the comfort found in activity, in that action. So coming back to my thought that I had at the beginning of how maybe comfort was something that we needed, I think that when we choose a life of passivity, when we choose to not be courageous, we end up holding onto this comfort that kills us internally. And that's the comfort that we don't want. Because it's just comfort at first, it numbs us, but it's just like being on meds. It's just like being in the hospital because you're not really comforting yourself to because you're doing something that is so risky and that it hurts so much and that's painful and that you need the comfort to move forward. You're comforting yourself while you're dying in your existence. You're living to die. But I think if anything, I'd rather die to live than live to die. I'd rather give everything and actually have a life that's meaningful and actually live in activity, in action, in movement and need the comfort that comes out of taking action, of creating the future, and live in the complete conviction and belief that it is possible. And I think denial always comes out of a place that we do not believe that we can achieve that. We deny ourselves the possibility and the ability to create the future because we think we are not capable because we don't know who we are so let's come back to that 
Do you really know who you are? And I think I ask this in every single podcast. Do you know who you are? Because I think everything is identity. The way you act, your decisions come out of the place of how you perceive reality. But that's shaped by the way, by the way you see yourself, by the narrative that you've shaped around uh, your reality, yourself, uh, your capacity, your ability. And that's something that I will bring to the table again and again and again because I want to challenge you to think outside of what you've created for yourself, to think outside of the parameters that you've set. Why did you set those parameters? Why did you conform to, the, conform to this life? There's so much more on the other side. And let's go out of this tangent because I completely derailed. But we were talking about comfort and two types of comfort and one that lives in denial and one that lives in um, belief in the future. We will say denial and belief or at least like actual realistic view of life because life is never isolated. There's the future, the present and the past. So what are we going to do about this? What's the practical steps that we're going to take? And I think that's something that we should talk about because a lot of people just tell you, do not conform, do not stay in your comfort, comfort is not good. And this is what I would say, no, comfort is good, we need comfort, we need safety. But take steps towards the future, don't let anything hold you back. Believe that when you step forward, you're not going to fall. And if you fall, believe that you're not going to die. And if you die, believe that it's not the end. So that's what I think. That so many times we do not move forward and we live in denial because we think that if we do, we fear that everything will end. We fear that the worst outcome will happen. And that's when anxiety comes in. And that's what happens because when we believe that the, when we step out, when we take any action or whatever happens in our lives is just going to end up in the worst possible outcome, then of course it makes sense that we go into this whole space of anxiety and restlessness. Because we are believing the worst for ourselves when what if you completely shifted the narrative and believed that life is always meant to give you more life. That the moment that you step forward, the best possible outcome is going to happen. And just by the fact that you step forward, the best possible outcome is happening because it's making you who you're supposed to be. And the moment you step forward, you become even stronger. And the moment you decide to break out of all denial, you actually are able to breathe in life and move forward with so much strength. And you see clearly and you see the light of life and how lovely everything is and the beauty around you. And there's nothing that can compare with a life filled with risk, with complete audacity that's the word that i think defines the comfort found in the unseen because you're you can be as audacious as you want you can step into that battlefield and risk everything and be that fervent person that takes over with all that joy and love and hope because there's nothing that can stop you when you hold on to intangibles in the future because they're constantly being created it's an overflow of human 
assets. <laughs> and that's what I would call them. I don't know if I talked about that in the other podcast, but I, I believe in human assets. You have those assets that are already inside of you. And I think so many times we make a disservice to ourselves believing that those do not exist. Because you're always believing in something, really. Even when you're in despair, you're believing that there's no hope. So why not believe in something that's actually beneficial for you? Even just the fact of belief will fuel you to a greater life, will expand your imagination. Why would you not want your imagination to be expanded? The moment I believe that everything's possible, everything becomes possible. The moment I believe I can step forward, then I step forward. And it's all a mental game. But what game are you going to play? And when you know that you've already won the game and that you have the manual to play the game and that you know how to win and that you know that the moment you do it, it will happen. You've got it. So that would be my prompt for today. Think about the things that are giving you a sense of false security or the things that are giving you despair when you get there. You won't be able to sustain the future if you don't go through the process of growing, of going through everything to become who you're supposed to be. So that would be my prompt for today. Think about the things that are giving you a sense of false security. Ask yourself, who do I think I am or how do I see myself? And is that reflected in my actions? What things am I conforming to because they're giving me a sense of comfort that is keeping me in the same place, that is keeping me stagnant, that is making me forget what I actually want or that is numbing my reality because I'm not moving forward. And then from there, I think, ask yourself what things are screaming inside of you or maybe it's just a whisper inside of you telling you that you have to do something. Ask yourself what those things are and let's move forward and let's find comfort in the unseen, in the movement, in becoming all that we were supposed to become. I love you all. And uh, last three fun facts about myself. This is how we're finishing the podcast every time. Okay, I will say that I love playing my guitar because it gives me a feeling of exhilarating passion and release. That's number one. I just ate a banana. That's number two. And I also love painting. It makes me release. So if there's something that you need to do that makes you release and let go of all all stress and that helps your mental health or even that just gives you a breathe a fresh air do that go grab a coffee go for a walk get some sunshine in because every single thing that you do piles up and will end up informing your life and will give you what you want if you go get it so go get it let's go have an amazing day i love you and let's go